0: Welcome, Real Heart Talk listeners. You are enough. So happy to have you here tonight to hear Lori Snyder. She is from Florida. She's a minister, a survivor. She was healed of polycystic ovarian syndrome through the power of forgiveness. Now that's some power. So (laughs) we are so happy to have you, Lori.
1: Thank you, Pamela. I'm honored to be here. So thank you. Well, share a little bit
0: more um, about yourself with us so that we can just get an idea of who you are
1: and what has been going on. (laughs) I always say the one thing besides God that's constant is change in my life because I have moved over 22 times in 33 years. And I traded in my flip flops in 2020, or excuse me, I traded in my snow boots for flip flops and now reside in St. Petersburg, Florida. And I am a transition expert. I'm a, a minister. I've been uh, really, we found a church a year ago. And so I am ministering now more regularly in that church. So I'm excited about that. I am the host of a podcast called Created to Thrive because my heart is really impassioned about helping people step into the life that God designed for them to help them grow deeper in their intimate relationship with the Lord, to discover who they are in Christ and to live with, to be empowered with purpose and significance. So that is a little bit about me. I'm also a dolphin enthusiast, so I love living in Florida.
0: Oh, that is awesome. So being a dog, do you swim with the dolphins down there? Just have to ask that.
1: That's on my bucket list. So no, they're, they're in my backyard. We're on a canal uh, off the Tampa Bay. So they're in my backyard, but I don't get out there and swim with them. So lovely. That's lovely. So 22 times, that is a lot of moving.
0: I mean, it was it, were you with the military or were you just following the leading of the Lord or
1: what happened?
0: How did you move that many times?
1: Well, not the military because that's always asked, uh, not the military. My husband is in sales. So we really majority of the moves were to have him advance his career, climbing the corporate ladder. One of those was for the, from, or for the Lord in, uh, 2011, my husband just said that he felt God was calling him to go to Bible school, but he couldn't work and go to school at the same time. And he really felt that he was to go in person and not online. And it wasn't to go to like into seminary, like he wasn't, he's in the home building industry in sales. And so it was really to know God. So we moved to Colorado Springs from Michigan. We sold our house and moved out. And both of us went to Bible college and it was strictly the word of God. It was the Bible. That was it. It wasn't seminary with the intention of just knowing God knowing the word and knowing who he created us to be and so we did that for two years and then when we graduated with our masters in biblical studies we felt god calling us back to michigan so we moved there and then moving to florida in 2020 was really uh we just wanted to to live in florida we had bought a home in 19 and so we chose to because of COVID and everything we moved here permanently and not looking back so i don't plan on moving again (laughs) I wouldn't either I
0: love the beach I am going to have my beach house I have my beach house I have my beach house I'll show it to you one awesome <laughs> yeah I love it um so amongst all these moves and going to Bible school when was it that you had this polycystic ovarian syndrome?
1: Mm-hmm. So I realized I had it when I was a teenager. Uh, really it's uh PCOS is, is you just don't have regular menstrual periods and I was an athlete. And so for me, it wasn't a really big deal, but as I got into my twenties, doctors really were concerned and they wanted to put me on hormones, which my body doesn't do well with, but they didn't want me to have ovarian cancer and so forth. So I only had like one or two periods a year but once then they had to put me on, you know, the hormones and I was in, uh, well, first of all, let me just give you a little backdrop that I tried to get pregnant and I dealt with infertility and for over four years. So was able to get pregnant and I have twin boys. And then after that, I went back to the irregular, regular menstrual cycle. So went back to having the, the PCOS. And so that was what they were born in 2002. And in 2006, my husband and I had separated in our marriage and we actually filed for divorce. I mean, that's a whole nother healing testimony, and miracle <laughs> of God, because God did a miracle in my heart. And I didn't know how to receive the love of God. I was both my husband and I became Christians after we were married as adults. And so we knew, you know, the Christian disciplines, read your Bible, go to church, do the Bible studies, serve, tithe, all of that, but didn't have an understanding of what it was like to be God's daughter, how to receive the love of God. And so that really, that separation in 2006 caused me to do a deep dive and said, God, I want to know you versus about you. I want you to make me whole and make my life significant. And that's really when I started studying about healing as part of the salvation or atonement package. It's what Jesus provided on the cross in his death, burial and resurrection. And so really radically started changing. My husband saw that he desired that for himself. And then within six months, we dissolved our our, um, divorce proceedings and we reconciled. And so several months after that, I was still really struggling because I had gone back to the polycystic ovarian syndrome, but also had underactive thyroid as a result of having the twins. So I went at a friend's advice to go to a prayer and healing center in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and to get prayer. And I went in simply to pray for underactive thyroid because I was struggling with just not having any energy. And we had moved multiple times again from all of that because my boys were born in Denver actually, and then from Denver to Phoenix to Grand Rapids. So a lot of life happening. So there was just a lot of heaviness in heart, even though we had just experienced a miracle in our marriage, I still was really struggling. And so when I went into the prayer and healing home and put down, I need prayer for more energy and how to, you know, raise twin boys and so forth. Uh, they took my paper into a room and they simply prayed over it and they never met me. They just read over what i had put on my form, never mentioned polycystic ovarian syndrome at all. That was just part of my identity at the time. Honestly, I just thought this is just part of who I am. So when they came into the room, two of them came and prayed for me, they had scriptures and they basically said, Lori, we're just getting that God wants you to let him love you and that you're blocking his love because of how you see yourself and so that began a whole you know discussion and what came out was i was molested when i was six years old by a neighbor and then it happened several different times i would go spend the night with you know one of my little friends and her older brother would molest me. And that was just kind of this pattern. And I didn't realize how that had hardened my heart. And when I became a Christian as an adult, I had so much guilt and shame and condemnation that I just couldn't shake that and had a lot of bitterness and anger and, you know, especially coming off of being, you know, reconciled, still had a lot of healing with our, our marriage. So really just in that time of prayer, I mean, it was only about an hour that I was in there, but God just did more miraculous things in me as they prayed. And they said, the scripture they gave me was third John two, which says, beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And they said, Lori, your, your soul is not prospering. And so your health has been affected So we went through a process of forgiving where Mm -hmm. I, you know, and, and I had done so much forgiveness, right? In the church, we hear so much about forgive, 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 forgive. And I had done that, but yet not on that deep heart level where I encountered Jesus. So what they did was they led me through some visualization and exercises where I actually connected with Jesus and gave him all of the guilt and the shame and all of, of the, the lies that I had believed about myself. And then I had the name, all of the people that I had been hurt by and any type of interactions and As I named them, I released them to Jesus. And then one of those people was myself. I had a hard time forgiving myself because of the inner critic and the judgment. Like we should, could, you know, the should have, could have, would have, and didn't do's, right? That was just condemning myself. And they said, you know, Romans 8, one, there's no, no, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Jesus isn't condemning you and you need to stop condemning yourself. So they prayed over me and I broke all soul ties off of me and just really encountered the love of Jesus in a way that I would never experienced before. And they prayed over me. Now, keep in mind, I'd never told them about the polycystic ovarians. We were just talking about the underactive thyroid and uh, they prayed over me, cleansed me, and then said, your peer just go. And as I went, I just felt such freedom and um, just so much excitement. Like I was this little girl just dancing and skipping down the road. And then a month later I had a menstrual cycle because I had never gone back on the hormones after I had my boys, I never went back on hormones. And so I had a menstrual cycle a month later and then another month and then the month and the month, the month. And that was in 2006. So I've had a menstrual cycle every month since 2006,
0: Wow. Yes. What a wonderful healing story. I love that. I never even knew a place like that existed. That just must feel so holy being in that space. And that's what they're there to do is to pray healing over people that come in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was really such a beautiful thing because I had been in counseling, you know, through the marriage separation to really uncover my heart issues because I really didn't know how to give language to my emotions. I'd stuffed them for so long, but then going to the prayer room allowed it was to be spirit and truth. So to have the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation, to be the body as we're called to be and allowing God just to do what he needed to do and coming into an agreement with what Jesus has already provided for us in the atonement. And I just had to receive that and believe it and then walk it out.
0: Yes, you are an excellent receiver. And that's what we all need to be know that we're worthy. We are enough. We deserve it and just receive those blessings because there's so many treasures and blessings along the way that we don't even know they're above yeah. our thinking we can't even imagine that that god has for us yeah. i just really love i us to talk about one thing you said was talking about breaking those soul ties mm-hmm. can you explain explain a little bit more about that i think a lot of people do have these soul ties they don't even realize it
1: that yeah. they're carrying
0: that around they're all up inside
1: well, our, our soul is our mind, our will, and emotion. So when we get born again, our we're, we're a three-part being. So we're a spirit, soul, and a body. Our spirit is what gets born again. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes to reside. And that is pure and holy, righteous, right? That is pure. But our soul in Romans 12, 2 says that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind to prove out the good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. And that mind will and emotions and involving our imagination, that's our soul realm. So that's how we take what's been spiritually deposited in us to come out into the natural. And so that's what I had to recognize was um, to know myself according to the spirit of God in me versus my flesh, right. Versus my natural thinking and, and so forth. And so what I had to do was break agreements with the lies I had believed and with the people that I had had relationship with and really just to be joined with Christ alone and just really focusing on, I am united with Christ. And so that in a nutshell is what happened. So we, um, I was just breaking those negative agreements with, I had partnered with lies, and so breaking those soul ties off of me, and then just focusing on I am one with Christ. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory, but it's also I'm hidden in Christ. So it's Christ in me, and me in Christ. If that makes sense?
0: Yes. No. Totally. Because that's what we are. When you even pray the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. They kingdom come that will be done in earth but it's in us as in heaven because we are made out of the earth right yeah so i love that oh that is just so that's very uplifting just right there talking about breaking the soul ties and so you and your husband reconcile, and then you just kept worshiping together going to church together building that faith what happened after you reconciled
1: Yeah. So we reconciled in 2006 and then 2011 was when we moved to Colorado Springs and went to Andrew Womack's Karis Bible college. And that was a total leap of faith. You know, my husband left his very successful career and we didn't work for two years. So talk about like an Abraham where God says, go to the land. I'll show you. And as you go. Right. And so that was really walking by faith on a whole new level because we didn't ask anyone for money. And we went through all of our retirement and we went all in for Jesus, but we stood on the scripture that says, whoever, you know, gives up mothers, brothers, households, right? For the Lord, he will repay a hundred times in this lifetime with persecutions. And so we've just seen God faithful at his word to see how we miraculously went through Bible school, not working during the school. So both of us could go because God had put it very clear that we were both to go to Bible school, which was beautiful because it wasn't one of us Going deeper in their relationship with the Lord and the Word, and then telling someone about it. It was, we got to experience a marriage on a whole different level, on that spiritual depth that that was priceless. So there was so much redemption in that. And, um, so we did that for two years and then we moved back to Michigan and my husband went back into the home building industry. And then we started a ministry at that time as well. And, um, so we, our discipleship, we are, that is our heart is to do discipleship. And that's part of why I started the podcast too. We were going to do it together, but because of his travel schedule, uh, I look at that as fulfilling the great commission and going all around the world and preaching the gospel, sharing the good news of Jesus and the finished work of Jesus, not just stopping at his cross, right, but coming into his resurrection and the power of the Holy Spirit that is in us that activates and changes lives. So because that's really what has happened in in our lives and to see it in my kids and, and so forth. So does that answer your question?
0: Oh, yes. I mean, you're building a legacy for generations, for your children's children's children. So that is what we are supposed to do. And one thing I was thinking when you were talking about the people praying over you is they spoke the word yes. over you. And when you speak the word, you create things, You miracles break out. You know, those walls come crashing down. And that is really what people need to realize today is they have the lifeline in the Bible. They just speak the word and things are going to happen in their life. Walls are going to break in their life. Healing is going to come. Now I want to ask you about, you said this happened through the power of forgiveness. So it's all about forgiving you and then forgiving all Like you said, you named every person. Mm -hmm. I think that that is very powerful as well, that you gave them to Jesus. You gave yourself to Jesus as well. And just let all that shame and guilt just fall off of you. That is so revelatory and just so uh, amazing because there's a lot of people listening today that need that same breaking free. They need to break free Mm -hmm. out of their own little prison and cage that they put themselves in. Yeah. And how have you encountered people like that? I don't know if you interview people on your podcast, but when you encounter those people, what advice or what biblical knowledge do you give them to help them move forward and realize they're not stuck where they are. Mm-hmm. There's a better day coming. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to those people?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I will just say, first and foremost, forgiveness is a process and a lot of times we think, well, I just need to forgive and move on. Or we don't, when our heart has to be ready to be in a place of forgiveness. So I always tell people don't rush into it because Mark chapter four, you had mentioned the word, the word has power, right? It's, it's alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's going to divide between the, the soul and the spirit but you have to be in the place to where you, what I say, you position yourself to be able to release and receive. And that takes time and intentionality. And that's where really focusing on what Jesus has provided for you, what Jesus did going to the cross Mm -hmm. and recognizing that if he forgave me, if I don't forgive others, I'm basically denying what he did for me, for everyone, and I'm actually putting myself above Jesus. I mean, that was the revelation he gave me one day saying, basically, I was pretty prideful saying that uh, anyway, but I had a, I actually had a harder time forgiving myself than I did other people. I know that sounds kind of strange, but um, I was holding myself to a higher standard than what he did. Another part is you've got to recognize God's grace. God's grace is not just Um, you know, favor and a divine influence on our heart. It's that empowerment for God to do in me what I can't do in my own strength. And it's partnering with who Jesus is by believing and trusting. My part is to do the faith, the believing and trusting and to respond to his grace And so in that forgiveness process, it is one that heart work needs to be done. And I just kept seeing Jesus, like you said, the prison cell I'd had one time in prayer, the Lord just spoke to my heart and I had an image inside. I see in pictures inside my my mind's eye. And it showed me that I was sitting in like a jail cell, but the door was wide open. But yet I was choosing to stay in that jail cell because I wanted to be justified in my anger and whatever else, you know, I was thinking. And so really it was coming into an understanding of what Jesus has provided for me, what he did and how he, how he was able to forgive everyone. When he said, you know, father, forgive me or forgive them for they don't know what they're doing spiritually. They had no idea what they were doing or else they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Right. So when I started getting that revelation, that heart understanding of the people that hurt me, they didn't know what they were doing spiritually to me. And hurting people hurt people, right? But healed people can heal people. Yes. And so I wanted to really bring hope and healing to other people because I didn't grow up in the church. And when I did get into the church, it was more about the duty and the performance. And that was just stifling as well. So I felt like I didn't know where to fit in until I got an understanding of God's grace, his mercy, you know, his mercy is not getting what we deserve but his wow. grace is getting what Jesus deserves. Jesus got what I deserved and I get what he deserves. And that takes some time to really think about not just spiritually, but in this life. Cause John 10, 10 says that, you know, it's the thief that comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life in abundance to the overflow. And that word life there is Zoe, which is the God quality kind of life. Mm -hmm. and so that's what i wanted and so that forgiveness was what i call that exchange process um it says that in um second corinthians 517 i believe or 521 521 because 517 is where new creation in christ 521 says uh, he who knew no sin was made sin so that we would be made the righteousness of god in christ jesus so i jesus took my sin and in exchange gave me his righteousness, his right standing with God. So that's what I do in the forgiveness process. I release that person to Jesus and then in exchange, get his love, get his life to flow in me. So I'm not like Adam, a dam that is going to stop the flow of God in my life, right? To remove that, that I look at the speck in someone else's eye, but I've got a log jam in mine. So when I do that forgiveness process, it creates the life of God to come out through me and flow through me. So I'm not a dam anymore. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yes. And I love
0: that you talked about healing people, heal people. So true. So true. We can speak life into others. But again, just like you said, they have to be ready to receive it. They have to re- let go of those limiting beliefs and those things holding them back. Because God does have such a bigger, better story and plan mm-hmm. in that faith. I've been working on building my faith, even since I've seen you in August or so. <laughs> Whichever month that was, (laughs) I feel like I have increased my faith and I thank God for that because we all need to increase our faith and know that when we use our faith, we are focusing and we're focusing on what is to come, what God has for us, his blessings. And whether it's faith, you cannot have fear. So I know a lot of people, I don't watch the news, but I hear people talk about About things going on. I'm like, well, maybe I should watch the news because I don't look as sad as a lot of people, (laughs) but I really don't watch it. But still, fear and faith cannot exist in the same space, just like gratitude. Gratitude and fear cannot exist in the same place. So we just need to get in gratitude and get in that faith. And I don't know, are you, what is your thoughts or you want to share with people given this? Surroundings that we have going on in the world or even in our own country, what um, inspiration can you share with them for that?
1: Yeah, I say to focus on the love of God. You know, Jesus said in John 14, I believe, that um, in this world we're going to have trouble, but take heart. Mm because he's overcome the world and that he's given us his peace. He's given us his word. He's given us his life, his joy, his blood, like all of these things, when we can focus on what we've already been given, like even our faith, it's his faith that he's given us. It's not even my faith, right? I'm just starting. I'm learning how to uh, receive his goodness, his love. It Mm -hmm. says it's the goodness of God that causes one to repent, which means to change their mind, change directions to go towards him. And so I focus on, I want to be a conduit of his life, his light, and his love. And the only way I can do that is to know him so I can know who he created me, me to be, because we're created in his likeness and in his image to have dominion here on the earth. So what you had said about not watching the news. And I can't stress that enough. It's so important. Not that we're not to be informed, but there are good sources to be informed, but not the news because that is not going to, that's not going to help you. Um, To also have a support system, people that you know that are going to build you up and encourage you. And, you know, one of my, greatest things is one of our, I I have friends that will say, Lori, tell me about your quiet time. What is the Lord speaking to your heart right now? And it keeps me accountable because I don't want it to be a year ago's word that I'm talking to them about from the Lord. I want it to be fresh manna today. What is the Lord leading me into today? That's that intimate relationship we have. And so that is what is going to help people. Um, And then knowing the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is our comforter, our helper, our teacher. He will lead us into all truth. And having that prayer language that we are just speaking um, spirit to spirit with the Lord to get his mind on things and really to set my minds on, on things above versus on what's happening in my environment. And again, I'm not saying to be ignorant and because we're not to be ignorant of what's happening, but there's a scripture that I always cling to is um we're to be wise as serpents, but innocent as a dove. So that is where he's going to keep my heart. My heart has to stay pure, and that's only going to come from my intimate relationship with him by getting in the word, getting in worship, pouring out my heart to him. And, and that's why I, I do resiliency coaching to help people understand what am I feeling? Because really in the church, we're not equipped with our feelings. We talk a lot about thoughts, but a thought produces an emotion and we don't know how to drill down into my heart to really look at, Oh, what I really want is safety and security, but I'm really trying to control everything. Fear, right. is causing me to want control because I don't feel safe. Well, how do I drill down and connect with the Lord to allow him to fill me with his safety security and word versus try to fix my situation or fix me and that's a powerful tool that um i help people do is understand what are those deep emotional desires of my heart to be loved to feel seen connected to belong to be affirmed safe secure valued those core things to allow god to fill us so then we can realize that we're going to have trouble Trials are going to happen, but I don't have to be under anything because the word says I am above and not beneath. Right. So, so clinging to the word and, and staying, you know, using those scriptures and affirmations, because my subconscious brain is going to believe what I tell it. So by repeating it every day, the different scriptures that I'm standing on or whatever, but I have to have had done the heart Because If I don't do the heart work, I can quote as much scripture as I want, but it's not going to be as powerful for me. And again, it goes back to the Mark 4, the parable of the sower, the different types of soils. So cultivating the soil of my heart, so to speak, is what I encourage everyone to do. And it's simply, you can get into the Psalms you know, David wrote majority of the Psalms and he, that's that soul realm, right? He's wrestling with it. Now he didn't have the finished work of Jesus at the time. So we have the new covenant, which David didn't. So we have new and better promises, but still going through that process because David lamented before the Lord, but he always came back to God's goodness and God's faithfulness. And he said, I would have lost heart unless I would have believed that I would see the goodness of God in the, in the land of the living. So that's kind of in a nutshell, what I would encourage people to do.
0: Yes. Thank you for that encouragement and inspiration. So everyone listening, take heart. You do have hope. As Jeremiah twenty nine eleven 11 says, you have a hope in a future so we can cling to that hope. Now I'm going to switch gears a little bit because you're an author or coming up to be one. So can you give us a couple of nuggets from your book that you're getting ready to publish?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I am helping people go from where they are to where they desire to be, that they're struggling with disappointment, discouragement, loss, loss of hope, loss of dreams, and they feel like they're spinning their wheels, maybe feeling stuck, don't know how to step into uh, the next chapter of their life. So I give my proven method of what I've lived and helped countless people go through to really help them understand how to get from where I am to where I'm going and where God has me going and really looking at their identity in Christ, you know, their relationship with God is a big part of that and overcoming those limiting beliefs that keep them playing small or keep them stuck so that they can truly thrive in the life that God is calling them into. So I'm excited about it.
0: No, I love that. And I was just thinking about the sowing and how those limiting beliefs really just kind of choke that. Mm-hmm little weed that starts coming up, it just kind of chokes it. So it can't even get out of the ground hardly. So once those are gone, you can just bloom into your transform self because we are all seeds growing also to our destiny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And transformation. And I I renovated, I don't think we've already talked about this, but I was a kitchen uh, designer. So I uh, designed kitchens and was a renovation consultant for years. And so I have been transforming homes and transforming lives for, for a long time. So it's really a process too, that I learned from helping people transform the outdated to get the new of what they're looking for and going through that murky middle where that long waiting period, where we don't like to be in that waiting period, but that's where growth and um, so much happens. So I'm going to help people with embracing that and then being able to move into that next chapter
0: yes i love that waiting period the
1: growing where we all need it but none of us like it a lot <laughs> and transformation is an inside out job we try to do things yeah. to be something and it's not that way we have to learn how to be and then from that we do so yeah yeah
0: starts within that's my book that i have yeah. out on
1: Amazon. <laughs> awesome yes
0: yeah so good well a real pleasure having you here today, Thank Lori. You. Share your healing, your faith, your ministry, what God has done in your life and through the more, he, what more He's going to do through you and through your family. I mean, you're building a legacy for generation to generation. As the Bible says, your grandchildren's children, your children's children's children. So we know that God wants us to carry on His word and carry on. His work because there's so much work to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's so good. That's Mm -hmm. just my message. If people knew how good God is, they would, um, their problems would shrink in the reality of the goodness of God. So that is what I try to focus on every day. And one of the things that I used to tell my kids when they were growing up, do you want to hear how good God is? And I would, I'll say that to people too, because it catches them by surprise because it's not a phrase that I had ever heard before, but I started using it with my kids to get them to train themselves to start looking at the goodness of God every single day. So you talked about gratitude, very, very important, but I even hone in even more about goodness of God stories.
0: Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. I can't wait for your book to come
1: out. When can we expect it? That's a good question. Soon. <laughs> I've had, yeah. honestly, I've had, you know, that's been a real wrestling. I've had to... um I go, you know, my whole thing is thriving, right? Created to thrive, but I go from the striving and then also like surviving where there's so much happening in life. It's just this, this is too much. So I, I had to put the book on the shelf uh, a month ago and I've picked it back up and I'm, I'm writing again. So um, I would like to have it done within a month. So that's, I don't know when it'll be out. It'll be out uh, no sooner than January. We'll just say that. So.
0: That's wonderful. Well, I can't wait to get
1: my copy
0: and yeah. to read all of your nuggets in there.
1: So where can everyone find you? The best is my website and that's loriksnider.com, which is L-O-R-I letter K-S-N-Y-D-E-R.com. So there's my website, and I do have a free gift for everyone. Uh, we talked about forgiveness. I have a whole uh, teaching on there about a guide on how to actually forgive. You know, we, we're, we're taught we need to forgive, but I had found so many times people didn't know how to forgive. Like they would just say, Lori, how do I actually do it? So I lead people in the process of forgiving and what, how to even pray for forgiveness in a very powerful and impactful way. And so I have that free resource and that's just com forward slash resources. And I have other ones too on their free guides on how to transition well, how to hear God, how to position yourself to hear God, and um i have a video training on living in god's best and that's a whole fun thing that i did uh, to really go back to there's five things we were given in genesis one that we don't even realize what we were given so um
0: i know i love you say that because i listened to jesse and he said there's only four chapters in the bible you need to read genesis one and two and revelations the last two 21 and 22 he said other stuff is just wars and all this stuff with the covenant. <laughs> like, he just cracks me up, but he's funny. I, yeah. that's yeah. That. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for the free gifts and the free resources. It'll definitely help our listeners
1: that's and cool.
0: give us um, some encouragement in this time that I think people need encouragement.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's so important that there's more and, and I always say There's deep within us this notion of, or belief, I would even call it, there's more to life than we're currently experiencing. Or I Mm -hmm. say there's more that we need to step into the more that we were created for. And so that's really what I want to do is help people to guide them, come alongside and just really encourage them, equip them, and then empower them. And the beautiful thing is we've got everything we need within us, in our spirit, everything we have. So how do we take what's in our spirit, the spiritual truths, like everything we read about in Ephesians 1, 2, and 3, how do we get that to be activated and realized in our normal life. How do we get, when I used to renovate kitchens, a phrase was, you know, bring your dream to reality. Well, Mm -hmm. I talk about, well, how do you get what's spiritually true to be reality? And so that's, that's so important that we, we know these things. So,
0: yeah. Yes. So I can't wait to watch your video. That'll be wonderful. So everyone, Go to Lori's website, get your free resources, learn how to forgive, learn how to live your best life, and look at all the other surprises she has out there for you. Thank you so much again, Lori, for being here.
1: Thank you, Pamela. My pleasure. God bless you.
0: Yes, God bless you.
1: And everyone stay tuned for the next episode.
0: Thank you for joining us today on the 360 Network for Women and Real Heart Talk podcast. We're so happy you could join and hope you stay tuned for the next episode.